Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle is Medicine podcast. In this episode, we listen in to a Lifestyle Med live event, answering the common questions and objections about plant-based eating. We're joined by Dr. Nita Hillman, an internal medicine doctor who's worked at several Lifestyle Medicine Immersion programs in the United States, and also by Beverly Haynes, a registered dietitian from British Columbia. They'll be answering questions such as, isn't plant-based eating extreme? Shouldn't we eat everything in moderation? And isn't chicken and fish good for us? This is the first in a three-part series. Let's listen in. All right. Uh, Dr. Hillman, uh, Beverly, should we get started? Ready to go? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to welcome everyone uh, to this Lifestyle Med Live event. Uh, We're really uh, glad that you could join us. We've been holding these, uh, these events uh, throughout this um, uh, this past few months, and uh, we're really happy that you could be with us today. Uh, my name is Dan Cho. I'm from Lifestyles Medicine, and um, just want to start with a few housekeeping items. Please do note that this event is being recorded, um, and also we are uh, live streaming this on Facebook. So just want to welcome those who have joined us on Facebook. Um, so please do adjust your videos uh, accordingly, um, and just to be aware of that. Um, so, uh, tonight's going to be a really, uh, fun and interactive session, uh, where we'll be going, uh, going through some of the most common questions and objections that people have about plant-based eating. And we want to answer your questions as well. So this will be very interactive, uh, in lifestyle medicine, we promote a whole foods, uh, plant-based diet as the most optimal for uh, disease prevention, treatment and reversal. But, you know, um, as we know, many people, they sometimes they struggle with this idea uh, of going on this type of diet, and um, many, and this includes you know many in the nutrition world, many in the wider public, uh, in the medical field, scientific field, etc. So uh, we just want to kind of go through those and uh, try to answer some of them, and maybe you have some questions as well. And we love to answer your questions. So we're gonna go through some set questions that we have, and then we encourage you to put your questions into the chat box. Uh, you can even put. Uh, your thoughts on some of the uh, responses into the chat box. So we want this to be very interactive. And uh, those who are watching on Facebook as well, please put your questions in the comments and we'll try to get through as many as possible following our main uh, discussion. Uh, To help us uh, navigate some of these uh, questions, we are joined by uh, Dr. Nita Hillman uh, and uh, Beverly uh, Edward Haynes. So Dr. Hillman is a physician, uh, internal medicine doctor in the U.S. Uh, who's, um, who uh, works as a lifestyle medicine doctor. And uh, Beverly Edwards Haynes is a registered dietitian and also a raw culinary arts chef who works with interior health in uh, British Columbia. And she's hosted uh, health programs on television networks uh, across Canada. So I just want to really thank Dr. Hillman and uh, Beverly for joining us today. Thank you. Great. So let me uh, stop sharing my screen here. All right. So, um, so let's go through some of the, what we think are the most common objections. And Beverly, I'm going to start with you first. Okay. So one thing we often hear is, um, you know, going on a plant-based diet it sounds, <clears throat> sounds a bit extreme. You know, do we really need to cut out um, what many understand as like two big food groups, you know, dairy and meat. It's like half the, human diet, it seems. So they say, you know, it sounds a bit extreme. Uh, what would your response be uh, to that? 
Well, um, you know, the primary object, the primary objection to eating plant-based, cutting out all meat and dairy, goes back to that erroneous belief that plant-based eating is inferior to animal-based eating, that we can't get all the nutrition we need by just eating plants. And there was the belief that animal-based protein was far superior because it had all the essential amino acids, the iron, the zinc, um, and that dairy products, you know, has all the calcium. Well, we've since come to realize that um, through all the research that has been done, that in fact, the truth is completely the opposite. And we find that a well-designed whole food plant-based way of eating is going to protect us from a whole host of diseases and promote well-being in a far superior way than animal foods ever could. And so it depends on what level of health you're after for yourself, for your family members, and for the planet. Do you want a little bit um, better health? Or do you want vibrant, fantastic health for yourself and for the planet? Because in this instance, we can have both at the same time. And so from, this, from the research, we know that there are so many health risks associated with eating meat and dairy. And there are so many advantages to cutting out all meat and dairy from our diets. And this includes not only prevention of a number of diseases, but also treatment and reversal of those diseases, including things like heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancers, gout, arthritis, obesity, even things like menopausal conditions for women. Um, there are so many doctors today who are advocating, they've done all kinds of research over the past how many years on their own um, you know, their own clients, and they are advo advocating for this healthy way of eating. So we've got people like Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. Anyone know of him? We've all heard of him. T. Colin Campbell, John McDougall, Kim Williams, Dean Ornish, Michael Greger, Neil Barnard, Michael Clapper, all, Dr. Nita, I'm sure. All these doctors are advocating for this way of living. So that's one thing. It's going to make us healthier. Another thing, living peaceably and compassionately with other species. It makes us a kinder and gentler society when we aren't killing other species. And especially when we're not killing them because we don't even need that type of nutrition um, you know, for us to live better. In fact, we do better without it. So when we're killing other species for no good reason at all, that's just not a good thing at all. As well, we're going to be leaving a smaller footprint on, a footprint on the planet. We have all the evidence that shows us that animal agriculture is ravaging the Earth's resources in so many ways, including our water supply. Um, for example, the Amazon rainforest, the air that we breathe, all of these things. So when you look at all of the advantages of cutting out meat, it just makes meat and dairy, it just makes a lot of sense. Mm, so as you were saying, with so many benefits, like, it's not really extreme. It's not extreme in the least. And mm. I think it was Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, I heard one time, he was saying, you know what really is extreme? Taking a, an artery or out of your leg and putting it in your heart for heart surgery. 
you know, that's extreme as opposed to changing the way we eat. Which one is more extreme, do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had Dr. Esselstyn for a previous Lifestyle Med Live event. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So anyone who's interested, you go to our Facebook page, just search Lifestyle as Medicine, and you'll see the live stream recording there. So you could uh, check it right. out there. Um, on a related note, like what if somebody um, says, and Beverly, I'll direct this one to you too. Someone says, okay, but you know, like everything in moderation, you know, like a little bit of fruits, veggies, of course, we all know that's good, but hey, just a little bit of meat sometimes, a little bit of dairy. Why, you know? Um, uh-huh. It's a similar well, question, but it's a little coming from a slightly different angle. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, we have all the research that shows us that even moderate amounts of animal products are detrimental to our health. Moderate amounts of alcohol are detrimental. Moderate amounts of smoking is detrimental, um, which says to me that the everything in moderation thing really is a false premise because to begin with, not everything is good. So I would suggest instead of saying that, we think all good things in moderation is a much better way of living. For example, water is fantastic. It's essential. We need water. But if you drink too much water at one time, it can kill you. So, you know, all good things in moderation. Not everything is good for us. So we really shouldn't, if things aren't good for our system, step aside, just walk away. Mm. And uh, Dr. Hillman, um, you know, Bev was mentioning all the, uh, the benefits in terms of the, the clinical benefits in terms of disease. And just wondering in terms of your clinical practice, what are, do you see a difference between someone who tries to go plant-based fully versus someone who tries to maybe kind of ease their way into it, like a more moderated approach? Is there clinical benefits or, you know, for these two different approaches? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, no, I appreciate everything Beverly has shared so far and, and that idea that of, so I guess I'll start back for a period of three and a half years, I had a chance to work at an inpatient lifestyle um, program. And so during that time period, I actually had a chance to, and this is just over an 18 day period, see the difference that completely, a completely plant-based lifestyle actually made it, what, what impact it made in a patient's life and health. And then what was neat was being able to follow these patients then over a period of time. And some of them would go back and dabble that in that little moderation or a little bit of the, the, um, you know, uh, animal products again, and they themselves would be able to tell you there is a significant difference. So let me mention a couple of them. One of the things um, we talk about is um, disease reversal. Bev mentioned this before in moderation plant, uh, sorry, animal products in moderation do not show, they can show disease cessation if you decrease the amount or, or to kind of plateau disease, but do not show disease reversal. The mm. only diets that have been, or, or lifestyle that has been shown to reverse disease are completely plant-based diets. And we're talking about, you know, we are talking about taking artery out of the leg. If you want to see plaque reversal um, of um, in arteries that are causing blockages to the muscles of the heart and to the brain and to the um, to the lower extremities. Plant-based lifestyles show reversal in those arteries of soft plaque. Mm. Um, the, the, you do not see that in moderation, even in quote, healthy moderation of smaller, um, you know, smaller amounts of 
plant uh, or animal products. The other thing is autoimmune diseases. When we look at our patients that have rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, um, lupus, those patients um, who were completely plant-based, you would see a significant decrease in the in inflammation um, than as compared to patients who were, you know, had a little bit of, of um, plant, or sorry, animal pro uh, products. Um, in fact, what you would see in my patients who had autoimmune diseases, pain is one of the most more significant symptoms that they have. And they would tell you even small and when they would go back and they would take small amounts of dairy here and there, they would notice increases in their inflammatory markers. Um, so those are objective signs, but then also in just in pain and their ability to be able to live from day to day. Another area that we see this is in um, in uh, diabetes, diabetic population, same thing. You can you can lose weight and see a decrease in the um, in the blood sugar numbers, but if you actually look at insulin resistance, you do not. You actually can sometimes we'll see an um, slower rise. You don't see complete cessation, but slower mm -hmm. rise in insulin resistance when you have just a moderation of of animal products. But when you have plant based, when you're on a completely plant based lifestyle, you see insulin resistance actually completely reverse the other direction. And and even what is so amazing is actually. Even for those who seem who it looks like they've completely burned out their beta cells, their ability to be able to produce insulin after having been a diabetic for such a long time, plant-based lifestyle are, one of, are the only lifestyles that have been shown to actually increase and bring back function of beta cells, which is I mean, really profound. Um, so, I mean, I, I could go on and on even with, with cancer. It's the same thing in mm. turning on and off. And this is one thing that Dr. T. Colin Campbell had shown where literally you can take very small amounts of animal protein and you can turn on and turn off. So kind of unfold and fold genes that will, that will predispose a person to, to actually having cancer. Um, I mean, and this is, this is just tiny. It's very, very small amount. So again, to me, if you, it just depends on your goal. I always tell the patients, what is your goal? Are you wanting to reverse and prevent cancer? Are you wanting to reverse your, your diabetes? Or are you just wanting to slow the progression and eventually still see the results? You choose what you want to do and then choose a lifestyle that, can, you know, that will get you to your goal. Mm. That's great. So um, Beverly, going back to you. Um, so you know, what, often we hear um, that, okay, yeah, I get it you know, beef, processed meat, I'm going to cut those down. But how about chicken and fish? You know, these are good, healthy fats, omega-3. Uh, they're white meat, if I'm not mistaken, they're not the red meat. Um, so, uh, maybe Beverly, we'll start with you. What, do you, what would you, uh, any comments on fit, uh, fish and chicken as uh, healthy? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, most people will say, yeah, I'm, I'm just eating the white meats now, not eating the red meats, you know, so much healthier. But you know what? Um, it really isn't. Um, in fact, you know, people will say, I'm taking the skin off my chicken now. But we find that so much of the fat um, is within the, the, you know, the protein, the muscle itself, not mm. just right under the skin there. And so there really isn't such a big change by you just taking off the skin of your chicken. There's so much disease in animals today factory farmed, you know, um, chickens, fish farms, the density of all those animals together, and they're just, you know, infecting each other. Um, 
you know, when it comes to fish, the waters are so polluted, lead and other heavy metals that are just, you know, staying in their bodies there. Um, all the antibiotic use. Uh, it's said that animals for agriculture, there's more antibiotics, by antibiotics used for animal agriculture than there are, you know, people taking antibiotics. There's just so much um, use there. Um, genetically engineering that's happening with respect to um, animals and fish. All of these things just uh, are just so foreign to our bodies. Our bodies just reject these things and, and then we see the diseases coming on from all of these alien things that our bodies aren't supposed to be having in them. And so I would just have to say that, you know what? Fish, chicken, if it has a mother, you know, if it comes from something that has a mother, um, it's just not the best thing for our bodies. Whether it's white meat or red meat or whatever it is, it's not the best nutrition for our bodies. We could do so much better. 